Hello, 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 hello. This is your host, Free with Truth Be Told Podcast. This is episode number 12. Your dreams have to be bigger than your fears. How are you doing today, Solo? I'm good. I can't complain. Enjoying this good old muggy Charlotte weather we got. Oh, I know. It's so funny. Like this morning, it was, I'm actually in high point. Um, and so this morning it was raining. It was raining like really, really bad. And then all of a sudden it stopped and see in the mornings I walked. I was like, I need to really walk, I need to walk. And then I was like, okay, let me get out here. And so then it finally stopped and I got out here and now it's bright. The sun is out and I'm ready to, I guess, enjoy the rest of the day. <laughs> But I'm so grateful to have you on the show today. Um, Yes, I want to introduce you. I want to let the audience know about Solo. Solo is his nickname, guys. His name is William Lewis. Um, He is actually a entrepreneur. He is, his nine to five is a plumber and his five to nine is photography. Um, He is a really good friend of mine. And I'm just so thankful that he came on today to talk about your dreams being bigger than your fears. And I just want to let you take over the show and just talk a little bit. Tell us where you're at right now, what you got going on today. Um, well, of course, like I said, we, we've been close friends. So um, plumbing wise, I've been doing it for a little while. Learned started when I was about 14. Um, always, I've never been an office type. Don't, you know, even when you working where we worked at, it was just hell. Like it was, it was a lot for me to come in and do that. So I got away from it uh, mostly because I don't like it. So I do right. plumbing, love it. I'm into that. Uh, photography started as a hobby and turned into a money making hobby, and now it's something that I really have like a deeper passion for. Like I always loved doing it, uh, nature photography stuff, but now I'm getting a little bit more deeper into that, and um, I'm excited to be on the show today for one let's just be honest about that because you know it's nice to catch up with an old friend but it's also kind of give a lot of people a little encouragement to help them kind of understand or figure out some things in life and figure out where they want to go in the next step you know that's funny that you said that because you were one of the people and I still know that you're a phone call away um, one of the people that I definitely looked to for that divine connection when we were at Wells Fargo um, I definitely can say that I learned a lot in the office. I didn't know that you didn't like the office, though. Like, I thought you were going to be like, go to the top CEO type because you got that entrepreneurship. I just didn't know that. So I learned something new today. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a, a office person. Like, just, I guess the cubicle thing just always scared me because it was like, like, you know, you ever see like little gophers popping up out there whatever they are, meerkats or something popping up out the hole and stuff. And that's how it is when you look in like an office building. It's just, you're tall enough to look over all of them so you can see rows and rows of them. But then it's just every now and then somebody pops up and then go back down and overhear somebody. And I was just like, yeah, that's not for me. Like, I just, <laughs> I, wrong. I enjoyed the job. I met some great people, yourself included. But it was definitely one of those like, nah, I can't see myself doing this long term. You're right. I think that we we going through a layoff and going through some of those trials and tribulations gave us like the breakthrough that we needed. 
for those. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, definitely for those who don't like the office set. I know even before I was even with Wells Fargo, I was with Starbucks and I miss moving. I still miss moving. Um, mm. But I'm kind of like at a point, you know, I've talked to you about this before, you know, I still have to have this nine to five going and I haven't really found anything else that I really want to do, you know, mm. right now. Or it's interesting me, you know, getting me going besides the podcast. I said, okay, I'm gonna start this podcast. I'm still doing the weddings, but I said, if I'm gonna be a podcaster, I have to, you know, commit to being a podcaster. And so I just said, I'm gonna start where I'm at, fresh, don't know really nothing. I'm networking with different people. Um, It's amazing the turnaround that I'm getting, just even people coming on here, liking, subscribing, viewing. Um, it's definitely just, uh, it's, it's breathtaking. So oh, I'm yeah. definitely just excited to see where that goes. And that's why it's so funny that this topic today is about your dreams being bigger than your fears. Um, All right. what, what is fear to you? What is a limiting belief that you believe about fear? Um, well, honestly, I just believe that Fear itself is is like that that mental restraint we put on ourselves based off of what we've witnessed or what we've heard, you know, because a lot of people are scared to do something because they've seen someone do it and either get hurt or fail, or they're scared to do something because they've been told it's impossible. So you're a little you're a little more hesitant, a little more uh fearful of something because you really don't know the outcome other than what you've witnessed and fear of your outcome can hinder you from going forward with something. So, I mean, that's crazy. That's crazy. You said that. I mean, you're right on point. Um, And that's why I picked you for this topic because I was like, I'm not worried about solo. We done had so many deep, soulful conversations. Um, He's been on this self journey. He's been talking this talk, walking this walk. And I really do believe it's about exposure. It's something that you said, like exposure and also the culture, depending on where you're from, culture can definitely play a big role in your fears. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like culture does play a big role because like you said, I mean, a lot of times those experiences or those, if whether you experience yourself or whether you witnessed it, depending on where you're from, that, that level of whether you are afraid of going after this or if you're not afraid of going after it is based off of what you witnessed and what those before you have and stuff like that so yeah culture plays a huge role right and so that's why it's so important for us to I guess I want to say rewire our brains it is not something that's going to take something that you're going to do instantly I think a lot of people think of instant gratification one reason I say that is because like, you know, social media, social media definitely plays a big role. If you're watching Instagram, I mean, especially if you're glued to it all day, you see this perfect world you see, uh, or, or what they show is a perfect world and you believe it. And you're like, Oh my gosh, well, so-and-so is making this money. So I can go ahead. I know if I do what they're doing, then I can make this money too. And so when that doesn't happen, like you said, that instant gratification or that, you know, because you thought you got that exposure because you're watching what somebody's doing online, then that's when all of the fear and anxiety and the limiting beliefs come into play. 
And then you start second guessing yourself because you really don't know what you, you really wasn't supposed to be watching and doing what they were doing anyway. You were supposed to be staying in your life. <laughs> yeah. Um, like you said, that social media definitely has like changed the way we view this world. I always, um, within my circle, I kind of tell a lot of my friends, like we're at a point to where we're literally a microwave type society now. And whenever it's like that, it's like, think about like how cooking used to be. You know, your grandparents, your grandma used to spend hours making dinner. Like she'll start cooking dinner at one for it to be ready at seven. Right. Whereas nowadays I can throw it in the air fryer and throw it in the microwave and I can get you a piping hot Sunday dinner in about an hour. Whereas grandma took seven hours. I can make the same things, you know? And Again, in society, like you said, people are seeing social media become, people on social media become instant millionaires. Oh, it's a 19 year old that's making two million a year. Well, here it is when you're 30, you're looking at that and you're like, well, I don't want, I don't want to keep working. I'm gonna go and try and do this. So now you step away from, you know, that. And then you try and do this. What the 19 year old is doing, it's not working. Um, like I said, it's mostly a facade. A lot of people are putting on a show that my life is perfect. No one ever airs out that, you know, it took 20 times of being told no before I got the one yeah. All they're gonna do is celebrate the yeah and tell you, oh, I just been through a lot to get this. Not exactly what that a lot is. It's just mostly, I did a lot to get here and now I'm here. So let me show you and brag about it. And oh, you can get to where I'm at too. And it's like, yeah, but you're not gonna tell them about all the stumbling that you had to do or the path that you're on is strictly for you. Like you said, I mean, I think a lot of people forget that we are all destined for our own unique thing in life, whatever that may be. Um, but you can't mimic someone else and expect the same results because that's not gonna work. Because what they've already done, they've already opened that path up. Like there's no one's gonna be another Jeff Bezos. There's probably not going to be another Elon or there's probably not going to be another Bill or whoever, whatever billionaire you want to listen to. There's probably not going to be another one because they've already strike that path. They've already kind of drained that well and they're constantly pulling from it. Now you may get close. You may say, oh, I'm going to mimic it, but you may not get to that level they're at. You may be well off, but you just may not get to that level they're at. And I think like it's, it's more so understanding your own calling. Um, Therefore, once you know what your calling is, then it's overcoming that self-doubt and fear within yourself to go after it. Right. So it's crazy you said that. Everything that you pretty much just said, I wrote down. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, that is what it's about. You said something funny. You said something about putting in the work. We yeah. do not want to put in the work. A lot of us think, like you said, we're a microwavable society. We think, okay, we go out here and post a little bit. And we get some people to like it and share it and keep doing what we're doing. And then we're going to be rich. Like some people really think that. And I'm like, no, that's not how it goes. Like you have to work. That's anything you do. And you have to show up for it. And a lot of us, especially our, the young group, like we feel entitled. We feel like we're supposed to 
come in and oh i expect to work from the top up and not the bottom you got to crawl just like everybody else did you forget that your ancestors they're laughing at us because you think you got it hard like i mean it's it's funny let me tell you this morning solo i really broke down i'm glad that we um rescheduled because right before um this interview we planned to do it earlier you know i just had a moment of fear uh, like with Layla, she's starting to have headaches again. And I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, like what is wrong? She just went to the doctor and why is her headache still here? You know, and that's the first thing like I gravitated to was fear. Like I just let it take over me this morning. Like I just broke down and I was like, okay, I gotta get together. I gotta get on this call. I don't wanna change it. I'm very excited. I still get nervous. Um, with my interviews, I'm new and I want you, I want my message to come through. I want it to be delivered. I don't want to just get on here and talk. I want it to be understood what we're talking about. And so I just realized I was like, okay, I got to take a moment and I really got to Brittany, bring it back. Bring that, let that fear, because fear can it can, it's made it's in our brain. It's supposed to be good and bad. And that's what I'm learning. I'm learning that if you let it, it can be good. I mean, if you let it, it can be bad, but then it's supposed to like, you know, like if you're walking down the street and somebody's behind you, you get that tenseness mm -hmm. in you knowing, okay, somebody's behind you, that's fear. And that is supposed to help you, but then it's on another thing, it can be a crutch. We can use it as a crutch if we let it, and then it can hinder us from not having the biggest dreams of our life. It's crazy. And so you're very much so correct in that in that metaphor as far as like walking down the street. Fear is something that's meant to help us. It's supposed to make us aware. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to get our, it's supposed to heighten our critical thinking skills. So the thing about it is, when you walk down the street and say something bad does happen to you one time when somebody's walking behind you, from that because before then you don't really you're aware of them, but you're not really scared of somebody walking behind you. It's like oh it is what it is. But the second you get mugged one time or robbed from somebody walking behind you, after that, you now become aware of anybody walking behind you. So the fear is gonna creep in then and say, it's gonna happen again. They're gonna do it again. And so of course, naturally now, you fear walking down the street to where you may never walk down the street. And I think that's the way we can kind of weaponize our own fear is paying attention to it one, but then learning from, like you said, when when we experience it, because that's what fear is. It's mm -hmm. just the analytics of previous experiences or previous mm -hmm. things witnessed. So the only way to weaponize it is to learn from it and understand, okay, how can I avoid this happening again? So when you do fear, when you do feel that that awareness that is brought by fear, how to move going forward. Because see, before you just kept walking and that's what got you mugged. So now it's like, okay, to weaponize this fear, how do I keep it from happening? So then you decide, okay, change course, or you decide, okay, let me go in here real quick or kind of move myself out of the way of that situation. It doesn't hinder you from walking on the street anymore, but it does make you adjust your life so that you don't experience that anymore. It's just like crossing the street. If the first time you ever cross the street, you get hit by a car, you're not going across the street anymore. But now, because again, you think I can walk straight, I'm not gonna look either way because you've crossed the street, you know, and it, it never happens. The first time you get hit, now you don't wanna cross the street because you're a little scared. Well, right, you're the, hesitant. The fear says that 
don't cross the street, but it's, it's overcoming that. And you're like, I have to. So how do I cross the street without having what just happened to me again happen? Well, you look both ways. You make sure the coast is clear. You check your surroundings and then you cross the street. So that way, that fear is still telling you if you cross the street, you can get hit, but it's being cognitive or, you know, enough to say, okay, well, I need to make sure no car is coming before I cross the street. So when I do cross, I don't get hit. That fear is still there. It's just understanding how to overcome it and move forward with your whatever your task is or whatever your journey is. Because if you allow it, fear will keep you in one spot as long as it can. Just like you said with your daughter, like when she started having headaches, that pushed you right into that dark place. But then you took a moment, you analyzed it, you say, hey, wait, wait, wait. Let's think this through. And then now you're in a better headspace because that fear would have you sitting there broken, crying all day, just already pouring in a lot right. of the activity and allowing it in you. And you're like, wait, let's stop. Let's think this through. And let's, you know, let's not let fear make the decisions, but let's think about it. And that's really what happened. You know? It's crazy that you said that solo. So it sounds like I was going to ask you, how do mm -hmm. you deal with fear? But you pretty much already answered that question as far as you being self-aware of fear. Yeah, I do. I mean, at this point now where I'm at in life, mm -hmm. yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I still have fear. Every day, you know, again, I wake up and I'm like, oh, I can't just say, oh, I'm, I'm going to just go out and handle the day. No, because there are things that still, at this end of the day, scare me. But it's just taking a moment, realizing, hey, this is what it is. And understanding this is where I need to get to. So here, like I said, it's just sometimes the lesson isn't always as clear. You know, isn't always as clear as look both ways for crossing the street to avoid getting hit. Sometimes it's a little more deeper than that. Mm -hmm. And it's really just taking that step back. And like I said, sometimes in order to overcome it, because you're never going to live life without fear. People no, it's think, not going anywhere. No, no. <laughs> People think being courageous means that there is, you know, you absent of fear. It's like, no, it's not the absent of fear. It's the very much so presence of it. It's just being encouraged. Being courageous means that you have the will to overcome it so that you can, you know, keep going about what you want to go about. So I deal with fear just based off of like, if something does scare me, if something is something that's like, you know, my life goals or whatever like that. I set them so high because I know if I set it obtainable, I'm shooting low. So ah! a lot <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> it solo. Pause it, thought. Because when mm -hmm. I tell you God is in the room, please speak. Please continue speaking. I didn't mean to cut you off. But you were just, this is just what I needed you to tell the people. Like, about their dreams and about shooting high and shooting low. Okay, I'm gonna be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm saying is like this, like well, my goals and my like my goals in life are like sometimes they scare me. I get up in the morning, I'm like, I know what I'm driving towards. You know, like I said, I, I do a service that's for people. I'm a plumber. Everything I do is a service of people. So therefore, like my goals in life is to at least one day find that that of all elusive thing that's called peace. Peace within myself, peace within my community, and also to help the world around me. Not just, you know, 
the friends, but the world around me. And in, in, in fact, that's all the world, you know? So it's, it's really setting your goals up to where it scares you. Because if it's something like, if my goal is to buy a truck or buy a house, like I get it, you got different little stages of goals and that's fine. But like your life goal should be something that scares you, should be something that makes you be like, damn, you know, hey, this, this is going to be, you know, something I'm going to have to work for. This isn't going to be something I can obtain in a year or so. So like when people say, oh, my goal is to be rich or be famous or be this or be that. All it takes, in order to be rich, all it takes is just one lucky scratch off, really. One, you go to the plate lottery, you can be rich like that. Like it happened overnight. Right. You know, or to be famous, all it takes is to go viral once. We see it numerous times where people who have, who not remotely famous, next thing you know, a week later, they're on every talk show across the world. They're on every social, everybody's social media page and stuff like that. So those things are, yes, they may not be as obtainable to everyone, but they are something that you can get to overnight. You know, sometimes it can happen overnight. Um, so when you set your goals, a lot of times you set something that's going to make you work. Right. Set something that's not a fool's goal. Not fool's gold, but fool's gold. Like, you don't want to set a goal that society says, this is what your goal should be. You know, some people's goal is to live comfortably and Honestly, that's not something that's going to happen overnight. Comfort isn't something that can happen overnight. Um, and even if you do live comfortably, you still want to keep pushing yourself to keep it up, you know, to keep that going. And comfort is always evolving and always changing. So your goals in life should be something that as you grow, you're constantly working towards it. Um, like I said, mine's is to simply create peace and to help those around me. One of the biggest things, the biggest issues in the world nowadays that I'm quite sure you see, I see and I speak on just about every other day is that it's starting to get expensive for people in this world, especially it's younger. Expensive. It's scary. I've it never is. been in this like I was telling my brother it was like uh, the other day he was like what's wrong, what's wrong? And I was like I feel like I'm in a rut. Like I feel like I'm making money but my money is going to my bills. And I'm just being honest. I'm being completely honest on this podcast. And I'm like, okay, but I need a little wiggle room. Like we got a little wiggle room, but then some happened. But then this, and then I got to pull this. And then it's just like, everything is going up. I need my pay to go up too, you know? <laughs> and, I, and I really need, and then you're working on yourself. This is where the weariness comes in. You know, you, you're working on yourself. You're trying to set those high goals and you're trying to get there, but then you still got to pay these bills and then don't have little Juju and little Susu with you because you got to feed them too. Yep. It's a lot. It's scary. It is, and that's that's the thing about it. Like, out here, that's what I'm saying. Like, as society goes day by day, you're you're hearing the horror stories, you know? And it's and again, that, that strikes the fear in the younger generation because they're like, they're seeing us, you know, we're like, hey, this isn't working. I'm, I'm working two jobs I'm doing all this stuff here and it feels like I'm doing all that to barely get by right to barely keep my head above water and it's like you would think with our generation with the access of everything that we do have as far as finance you know all this stuff here you would think we would be better off but it's like 
we're we're getting two steps ahead just to be pushed back six. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Say you do get a pay raise. That's that's perfect. You get two months of bliss. Like, mm -hmm. oh my God, it's great. And here come your leasing office. Hey, we're going up another 150 on your rent. Right. That just um, happened to me solo. Like it's crazy you said that. I was like, are you serious? And then I'm ready to leave here anyway. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just we get to a point now to where a lot of us are starting to think of home ownership. Mm -hmm. So for years. The housing market has been not the best, but it's been okay mm -hmm. for years. Before we even started thinking about buying houses, this, the last two years, we decide, I'm gonna buy a house. Guess what the market does? Yeah, let's go up. Like, yeah. it's you, it's no longer any starter homes. You're paying almost half a mil for a house as your starter home. And it's like, what do you do then? You know? Right. So, again, like I said, as far as what we're when it comes to fear and stuff, this is one of those things that can make you, you know, be scared to go out there and go buy a house or be scared to go out and start a family. Because like again, you like you said, aim high because yeah. you're used to, you know, you can go get a job at Burger King or you can go get a job right down the street and it's it, it's comfort, you know, that you're gonna get this check every two weeks. It's stability, like or you feel like it's stability. And like you said, I think sometimes, I really don't think it's fear solo. I think that sometimes it's us succeeding. Like really, like if you think about it, uh, like you said, if you reach too high, most of the time we're reaching too low, like to buy a truck, you can buy a truck or be a millionaire. It really is obtainable to be a millionaire. It's just putting the steps to it and making it happen. But the, yeah. the scariness comes in, the fearfulness com comes in, like when you're trying to reach your big dreams and you're aiming too low, that's what's scary. And then when you do aim high, it's like, oh my gosh, I might get there. And you don't know how your world is gonna be. Exactly. Yeah. Because again, one of those things is like, like you said, I think it's, it is the fact of aiming high because we're all raised in an environment where we're not taught, you know, that we can be the best. You know, we can be up here. Because sometimes, like, especially as a black male, like growing up, three options, you know, sports, rap, dope. If it wasn't like to as far as to make money, those are your three options. And of course, I bought into it, you know, and it took me breaking my ankle and getting all messed up for that. To realize no there's more but again when you're when everything around you that looks everyone around you that looks like you every movie you're watching is geared towards showing you these are your options the only successful black men you're seeing are rappers are basketball players or your local drug dealers who you know dress and wear the nice clothes and drive the nice car and you're like i want that i want those things so how do i obtain them well you got to do one of those three things and I think like once you realize those aren't working for you, you're scared now because now you're thinking like, well, if I don't do it, I become a failure. And I, I slipped back into the narrative of, you know, NAS. Mm -hmm. And of course, you, that is. Right. But <laughs> narrative of NAS because now it's like, all right, well, if you don't succeed, you ain't worth nothing. And so now it's like, well, 
we're starting to see a rise in younger people wanting more for themselves, but also scared of the fact that they might not get it. And it's it's still the biggest thing is like overcoming it and being like, hey, I got to do this. I, I saw the person before me, they made where they failed, I need to succeed. And so you're still scared as you go about it, but mm -hmm. that's where it comes from as now that you see it and that fear is there for you to be aware, now you analyze and then you move. Because now it's, it's fear is just making you be like, okay, let me be more smart, you know, more strategic with how I move as far as obtaining this goal rather than just doing it, you know? If I saw the guy before me try to open a restaurant and I say, well, I want to open a restaurant, but I saw him do it and he failed. The person before him did it and they failed. Now I'm scared to open a restaurant and fail because I've seen them too. Mm -hmm. So the fear is there. But now it's really just, well, I need to actually sit down whether I can talk with the people or you know whether I can see what they've done and see where they failed or where they fell short. Let me not say fail, but where they fell short mm -hmm. and, and improve upon that so that I don't follow in those same footsteps. If I watch the person before me fall off a cliff, the person after that fall off a cliff, and I know I need to get across and I see there's a way to cross, but they're instead they're going this way, then I'm like, maybe I should take this path because that path there, everyone's falling. Let me try and find a way around. And then I walk a little bit around the ledge and then bam, I see a bridge. Mm -hmm. Now I can cross it without falling, you know? And just like, like I said, back to crossing the street, you can walk, you know, jaywalking is a thing, but you, it's a greater risk of getting hit by a car. Well, yeah. walk, I walk up to a stoplight when it turns red, then you can cross the street. That keeps you from getting hit by the car. And again, that's just learning from previous people's previous experience, but also allowing that fear to teach you rather than to hinder you. And I think that's what a lot of people kind of need to get to is learning from their fear instead of being hindered by it, you know? I love what you said. I love everything you said. I passed the Lewis is what I missed hearing. I do, I really miss our conversations and I'm so excited of what you're doing and how you're talking. I do believe that our generation needs to do more of talking to each other, inspiring each other, being, doing, having, as you said, um, and also being self-aware of fear and aiming high, definitely making sure that we're aiming high of those goals and those dreams because we have to, but we have to put in the work. That's the oh, biggest yeah. takeaway that I am taking away from what you're saying. Um, before, you know, I could talk to you all day and I'm definitely gonna make sure I catch up with you because this right here was words from the soul. Um, I definitely needed to hear you today and I appreciate that. Is there anything else that you would like to say solo to the audience, especially us black people? Um, who sometimes feels like we can't aim high because of where we come from or what we saw, what we are exposed to. I want to say this and then I'll let you uh, answer that question. I had a neighbor. It's in my book club. We're reading, I believe it's called Wealth Choice by Dennis Kimbrough. And we, I was, I was telling everybody that I had a neighbor one time who was a cafeteria lady. 
And she really thought that that was all that she could be because that's what people told her. They kept telling her, you know, did nobody want her as a wife? She knew that the husband, she had a great husband. He was in the service, he took care of her. She really didn't have to work, but she did the cafeteria work just to have her little money on the side. And she really, she really thought that that was all she could do. Um, and just her exposure to life and her mindset was very low-minded. And as far as me saying that, I just wanted to say sometimes our society, as far as Black people, we don't get exposed to nothing but where we're from. We might just, if we're from a little town, that's all we know, that's all we know. Or we just go to the same beach. I know, you know, in our area, well, I'm from Salisbury and everybody goes to Myrtle Beach, you know, either Myrtle Beach or Virginia Beach. And now everybody in Miami is really the new Myrtle Beach. It's just exposure sometimes. We don't necessarily get that. But um, I just wanted to say that, what can you say to us and everybody? Because I really do feel like sometimes we put it in a race thing, but everybody can relate to these stories. Um, what, what is it that you would like to say before we end? <laughs> uh, but before we leave, I just, just want to reiterate, like, it's okay to be scared. You know what I mean? It's, it's perfectly fine. I don't want anyone to ever think like it's, you need to be fearless because you don't. Um, a lot of growth and a lot of knowledge lies in fear. Um, understand that where you are is not where you're meant to be. Um, always, like you said, push yourself to be more. Push yourself to want more. You're very much so deserving of more. Um, where I'm from, I'm from a small place, Esco, South Carolina. Most people won't never catch it or understand where it's at. But I do say this, like, understand that if you do come from a place where not much is told to the younger generation, be that inspiration, you know? Go back. It's, it's okay to go back and tell the younger people that they can achieve so much more greatness than just media greatness. You know, like, you can be a great person. You can achieve great success. Your path is your path. So, mine's may not, mine's may be just entrepreneurship. Yours may not be, and it's okay. As long as whatever you are doing, you give it your all and you really commit to it and you push yourself to grow within that field, whatever your arena is, continue to try and make yourself grow in that arena and it'll be good. Thank um, you. And of course, treat people with respect and love. That's all you got to do. Live a, live a good life that, you know, you could be proud of, your grandmother could be proud of, and you'll be fine. I know that's right. I love this today. I love everything you said. I do. I, appreciate, I always appreciate your words of wisdom. Um, we're definitely, let everybody know where they can find you at on social media. Um, well, you can find me uh, Instagram um, solo S-O-L-O underscore 357 underscore um, my photography Instagram is photos by solo 357 underscore um, I don't have Facebook uh, so just about those two right there is pretty much the best way to reach me um, and other than that like if you do reach me on there just reach out 
I have no problem helping talking or anything like that. Hopefully I come back and shed a little yes, more light. Yes, I need you. I need you. You know I'm gonna call you back. And yes, um, I definitely appreciate you. I'm gonna put your information in there so the people can reach out if they need some words of wisdom or just to talk. But I just wanted to sign out. Um, before yes, I sign out, guys, make sure you go. I haven't been telling my audience to go like, subscribe, share. They need to. I've seen a few great interviews, great people. The energy is good on a lot of them. So please just go check her out. It's worth it. I'm definitely going to post this on my page. I'm going to blast it. So please check her out. It's amazing. Thank you. Thank you, Solo. We're signing out with episode 12 with Truth Be Told podcast. Your dreams are bigger than your fears. You guys have a great day. Thank you. <laughs>